Welcome to the Colonial Hills Podcast, a ministry of Colonial Hills Baptist Church. And I pray this message will be a blessing to you, and I'm going to share something with you that God has given me and has really been a blessing and a help to me uh, through this time. You know, this time that we're living in is difficult. There's a lot of people struggling. I shared just a little bit of a testimony. Yesterday was a first for me in an area that I haven't uh, partaken in since February. We got the phone call that one of our members here, Miss Shirley Chapman, was in the hospital. She had taken a little fall, and I was asked to go to the hospital and visit her. Normally, I would just respond quickly and think, yeah, praise the Lord, let's go. And I was asked to go, and I thought, hospital? I haven't been there for months. But it was a blessing, and it was a joy to be able to go. And I told Miss Shirley as I was in her room, I said, you know, this is a very special time for you, but it's also a special time for me because I haven't been here since February. And it used to be before COVID hit, we would go to the hospitals multiple times a week sometimes and visit people. And it was just kind of an interesting time. And I want to share a message with you tonight that God has really used to minister to my heart during a time of difficulty. And I want you to take your Bible and go to Psalm 100. Psalm 100. And as I just open tonight, I want to just share a little bit of a kind of a testimony about when I first got saved. Back in 2010, October 27th of 2010, I came to know Christ as my Savior. So I'm coming up on 10 years here in just a few days of being saved by the grace of God and knowing the goodness of God in my life. And I remember when I first came into the church, I wasn't real keen on singing. And all the people in the congregation would sing and lift their voices up. And I remember thinking to myself when I first started coming around, what is wrong with these people? Why are they singing like this? Why are they so happy? Why is there so much joy in their life? You see, when I first walked in the doors of a church, my life was broken. It was a wreck. It was miserable. I was at the lowest place I believe a person could probably get. And then I met Jesus. And when I met Jesus, I found out that God can give you something to praise Him for. Psalm 100 is a special psalm to me. I remember the first time I read this psalm because God opened my eyes to what all those people in that church were singing about. And I'm going to read these five verses, and then I'm going to ask you when we get to verse number five after I read it first, I want to have you read it with me. We'll read it out loud together. This is one of my favorite psalms. I love Psalm 100. And I'm going to give you a message tonight. The title of the message is Four Ways to Praise. Four Ways to Praise. Psalm 100. Let's look at it together here. The Bible says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness, and come before His presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, He is God. It is He that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are His people, and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Be thankful unto Him and bless His name. For the Lord is good, His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endureth to all generations. Let's read verse 5 together, all together. Ready? Here we go. For the Lord is good, His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endureth to all generations. Father, thank You for the Bible. Thank you for the work of your spirit. God, I pray you'd use this psalm tonight in our lives and in our hearts as you've used it in mine. 
Lord, we do have something to be praise, praising You for. Lord, we do have a reason to sing because of Jesus Christ, Lord. And I remember, God, the day that I met Him, and I had no song in my heart. I had no reason to praise anything. But Lord, how You can change the heart of sinners. Lord, how You can put a new song in the heart of a lost person. Lord, how You can give us a new heart and a new spirit. Lord, that we would sing praises unto Your name and lift Your name above everything else. Lord, I'm thankful for this psalm tonight, and I pray that You would use this to minister to our hearts. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Verse 5 says, For the Lord is good, His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endureth to all generations. You know, this psalm concludes a series of psalms that began with Psalm 91, in which look ahead to the advent and the coronation of the King, the Lord Jesus Christ. This psalm has its true setting in the millennial kingdom during the reign of Christ. A time when all the world will be filled with righteousness and all men everywhere will exalt the name of the Lord. And I can say, pause, I can't wait. I can't wait, I'm excited for that time. A time when His praises will fill the earth as they should at all times. That blessed time will be a time when the glory of Jesus will literally fill all of the earth. Thank God you and I that are saved will get to share in that glorious kingdom someday. While these things and that time are future, there is still an application in this psalm for everyone here this evening. Because this psalm is a call to thanksgiving or a call to praise... The title literally reads, A Psalm of Praise. It is a plea from the psalmist to the hearts of the readers to look to the Lord and exalt His name. Psalm 100 has been a favorite for centuries. I found this interesting. It was sung to the tune known as the Old Hundredth. The doxology, if you will, which was originally the tune for Psalm 134 and the Genevan Psalter in 1551. I want to submit to you tonight four ways that we can draw from this passage right here to praise the Lord. Four ways to praise. Number one, look at verse one again with me. The Bible says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. I thought it was interesting when I looked up the word noise. It literally means a loud blast, like a trumpet sound. Like A loud shout, if you will. Make a joyful shout unto the Lord, all ye lands. Look at the end of verse number 2. It says, come before His presence with singing. I would like to submit to you the first way to praise the Lord. Number one is to praise through singing. To praise through singing. God wants the whole world to worship and to give thanks to Him. Why are we to go into the world and to preach the gospel? so that all the world will one day be able to make a joyful shout to the Lord. Now we know and we fully understand that not the whole world will be saved, according to Scripture. But God does desire all the lands to make a joyful noise unto Him. And so the first way that you and I can praise, according to Psalm 100, is to come and praise through singing. Now I'll be a little bit transparent. I love to come to church 
and sing. I love to be in a room that's filled with God's people. And I can tell you, uh, my favorite is actually, and, and ladies don't take offense, but I love to be in a room full of men. Men of God lifting up their voice and singing praise to God. And I remember, as I shared earlier, when I first came to church, I didn't like it. I didn't understand it. I thought it was kind of weird. I'm thankful I don't feel that way anymore. And I'm thankful that I have the desire in my heart, and maybe you have the same desire in your heart, that when you come into the house of God, you want to lift up your voice and sing praises to the Lord. How many of you, I'm going to ask a question. How many of you love to sing? Would you raise your hand? How many of you say, eh, not really? Would you raise your hand? Just a couple of you. God bless you. God bless you because we ought to come into the house of God ready to sing. The Bible says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Come before His presence with singing. I remember hearing a preacher say one time, if you don't like singing on earth, what are you going to do when you get to heaven? You really aren't going to like it there. One of the ways that I would submit to you tonight of the four ways to praise would be to praise through singing. But number two, I would submit to you to praise through service. To praise God through service. Look at verse number two again. Serve the Lord with gladness. Serve the Lord with gladness. Joyful noise leads to joyful service. If we are to serve the Lord joyfully, our words must become deeds. You know, Jesus warned in Matthew 15, 8 against hypocritical worship. The Bible reads in Matthew 15, 8, This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, and they honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In Psalm 100, we are instructed in verse number 2 to serve the Lord with, with gladness. How are we to serve the Lord? Well, number one, we're to serve willingly. We are redeemed to do what God wants us to do. This verse was meaningful to the Old Testament Jews because they knew about servitude. God delivered them from slavery in Egypt so that they might serve Him. We are to serve the Lord with gladness, and we are to serve the Lord willingly. We are not only to serve willingly, we are to serve exclusively. We cannot serve the Lord and someone else at the same time. The Bible says in Matthew 6, no man can serve two masters. Jesus taught clearly that you and I don't have the ability to serve God and mammon or God and any other thing that may take precedence in our life. We are to serve God exclusively, but we can serve others for Jesus' sake. Our goal is to please Him alone. Our power, wisdom, and the plans for our lives become, or come from Him alone. So we are to serve the Lord with gladness, serving willingly. Serving Him exclusively. And number three is probably my favorite. Serve joyfully. Serve joyfully. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but how many of you have ever been around someone who's serving the Lord in a ministry and you can't tell if they really enjoy it or not? I mean, sometimes you come to church and some people look like they may be in, like sucking on lemons all day or something. 
In this psalm, we are commanded to serve the Lord with gladness. You know, the best thing in my life that's ever happened to me is an opportunity to serve God. What a joy. What a privilege. Even if it's to clean the bathroom or to sweep the floor. I love the verse that says, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. What a joy to be able to serve the Lord. And we ought to serve joyfully. Sometimes we're like the elder brother in the parable of the prodigal son. We may do the Father's will and work, but we are far from His heart. God doesn't want our service to be a drudgery or to be done grudgingly. That tears us down. When we serve Him joyfully, we will enjoy growth and development and excitement. Are you happy serving the Lord? Because according to Psalm 100, verse 2, we are to serve the Lord with gladness. The third way that I would like to submit to you to praise in the four ways to praise from Psalm 100, I said to praise through singing and to praise through service. And let me just pause and say this. If you're not involved serving the Lord somewhere, you should be. I remember when I first got involved in church and I didn't really know if God could use me or not. I didn't really know if there was anything I could do. I don't have a whole lot of skills and abilities and because of the past lifestyle that I lived and, and I kind of wasted a lot of time. And I remember uh, going on a Tuesday night to talk to the pastor of the church and I told him I felt like God wanted me to do something for him, but I really didn't know what I could do. Well, I found out that day that God has a lot of work to do. The pastor said, well, praise the Lord, you can go out and make visits, you can get involved in the choir, you may be able to serve in the bus ministry, we need people to help in Sunday school, we need people to help clean, and the list just went on and on and on. What a blessing to serve the Lord. What a blessing to have an opportunity to have a life used by God to reach other people and to be able to serve. There's something for everyone to do. Get plugged into a place where God can use you and serve the Lord joyfully. So I said praise through singing, and I said praise through service. But the third one I'd like to submit to you is praise through submission. According to verse number three, the Bible says, Know ye that the Lord, He is God. It is He that hath made us, not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Verse number four, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Psalm 100 is God's instruction sheet for praise. Praise is both an action and an attitude of the heart. And one way we praise God is to submit to him. This passage suggests three aspects of submission that bring praise to God. Number one, first, we submit as creatures to the Creator. Verse 3, the Bible says we are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Satan wants us to think that he is God. Some people behave as though they are God. But only Jehovah is truly God. In Isaiah 46, verse 9, the Bible says, Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me. Psalm 46, 10, most of us 
probably still remember this passage from the Zoom days, Psalm 46.10. The Bible says, be still and know that I am God. And I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. First Chronicles 16.25, the Bible says, For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He also is to be feared above all gods. A man once said to his girlfriend, he said, I'm a self-made man. She replied, it's nice of you to take the blame. We are not self-made. God, in His wisdom, power, and patience has made us. In man is a mingling of dust and deity, for God made us in His image. Second, we submit as children to the Father. He died for us, and He saved us because He loves us. When we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior... We enter into a spiritual family with God as our loving Father. I want to pause for just a moment and share another clip of just my own personal story. When I first came to church, I shared my testimony here before, and and, uh, many of you have heard that, but something I didn't share then that I would like to just share now is my earthly father never really did a very good job. He was there, but he wasn't there, if that makes sense. I was convenient to him when he had the time. But can I tell you what happened to my heart the day I heard the scripture, I will never leave thee or never forsake thee. What a blessing to know that we have a heavenly Father who is always there, who will never leave, who will never forsake. You may be in this room tonight and know exactly what that feels like, but that's not God. God is our Heavenly Father who is always there. And I remember the first time I heard that passage and I just started crying. Because I had been forsaken and turned away from by my own father my whole entire life. But I have a Heavenly Father now. And He'll never leave. And He'll never forsake me. And He's always available. I said we submit as children to the Father. Third, we submit as sheep to the shepherd. We need a shepherd. I don't know if you realized it or not, but we do need a shepherd. The Bible says all we like sheep have gone astray and turned everyone to his own way. We need a shepherd. Jesus is known as the good shepherd. In John 10, 11, he says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. And then the great shepherd in Hebrews 13, 20, now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant. And did you notice the Bible says we are sheep of his pasture? Psalm 79, 13 says, so we thy people and sheep of thy pasture will give thanks forever. We will show forth thy praise to all generations. It's important to feed on the green pastures of the Word of God. When you submit to God the Creator, God the Father, and Christ the Shepherd, you are pleasing God. You are offering praise to Him. Submitting to Him is aligning your will to His will and obeying His Word. Submit to God, He will love and guide you. So I said we offer praise through singing. 
We offer praise through service. We offer praise through submission. Number four, we offer praise through sacrifice. Verse four says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. In Old Testament days, God's people brought animal sacrifices to the altar. But today, instead of bringing the Lord dead sacrifices, we present living sacrifices to him. The Bible speaks of several sacrifices that praise God. We have the sacrifice of praise. Hebrews 13, 15 says, By him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is, the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. When our lips thank God for what he has done and for who he is, our praise pleases God. We have the sacrifice of a broken heart. Psalm 51, 17 says, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. A broken and contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. The Bible also commands us in Romans chapter 12 that we are to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. There is the sacrifice of good works. Matthew 5, 16 says, Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Hebrews 13, 16 says, But to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. And there is the sacrifice of finances. Trust me, we all know this one. Philippians 4, 18. But I have all, Paul says, and abound. I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice, acceptable, well-pleasing to God. When we share our money, when we share our time, when we share our possessions and our energy with others, we bring sacrifice to God. And the last point I want to make tonight is verse number five. Verse number five. Why should we praise the Lord? Why should we praise the Lord? I believe verse 5 gives us a clear answer. The Bible says, For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endureth to all generations. Praise is the highest use of man's faculties. When we contemplate the attributes of God, we can't help but thank and praise Him. This verse speaks of three of God's attributes that make Him worthy of our praise. Did you catch them? First we see His goodness. The Lord is good. It's a part of God's nature to be kind and benevolent. He's not frowning upon us. He's smiling on us through Jesus. We see His goodness in creation if we went all the way back to Genesis chapter 1. Even though man has wrecked it, according to Romans chapter 8. 
But God even shows His goodness to the unsaved nations of the world in Acts chapter 14, verse 17. His goodness ought to lead to man's gladness. Aren't you glad God's good to you? I am. Even though sometimes I don't deserve that, but I'm thankful that that's who God is. God is good. His goodness keeps us from fainting. According to Psalm 27, 13, the Bible says, I had fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. His goodness gives us courage. Psalm 27, 14, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. God wants to guide us. According to Psalm 25 and verses 8 and 9, the Bible says, good and upright is the Lord. I said, good and upright is the Lord. Therefore will he teach sinners in the way. The meek will he guide in judgment, and the meek will he teach his way. God is good, the Bible says. God wants to protect us. Psalm 31, verses 19 and 20, Oh, how great is thy goodness. Think of that statement. Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee which thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. Thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence from the pride of man. Thou shalt keep them secretly in a pavilion from the strife of tongues. Oh, how great is thy goodness. We should respond to his goodness in three ways. We should be repentant. We should want to enjoy him and... We should draw near to Him. The Bible says in verse number 5, the Lord is good. Second, we see His mercy. His mercy is everlasting. Do you remember this verse in Psalm 23, verse 6? Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I heard a preacher one time say he was going to preach a message and the title of the message was going to be, I have two stalkers. I thought, that's kind of strange. He said, do you know who they are? I said, no, I don't know who they are. He said, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. When God is merciful, He does not give us what we deserve which is eternal death for our sins. Mercy is forever a part of His nature. The Bible says His mercy is everlasting. Hebrews 4 and 16 says, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. Why? That we may obtain mercy and find grace and help to help in time of need. 1 Peter 1, 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Psalm 107, 1, O give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good. His mercy endureth forever. I don't know about you, but I am thankful for God's mercy. I am thankful He doesn't give me what I deserve. And it's only by His mercy and by His grace that we're here tonight. Last, we see His faithfulness. The Bible says, His truth endureth to all generations. Can I tell you something? God is faithful. 
This attribute speaks of God's reliability and His stability. He is faithful to chasten us. Aren't you glad for that? Psalm 119.75 says, I know, O Lord, that Thy judgments are right and that Thou in faithfulness hast afflicted me. He is faithful to confirm us in 1 Corinthians 1.9. God is faithful by whom you were called unto the fellowship of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. He's faithful to care for us and to give us victory over temptation. There hath no temptation taken you, such as common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able. Aren't you glad He's faithful to forgive us? 1 John 1.9, if we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Aren't you glad God is faithful that He's not going to change, according to Hebrews chapter 13? He's faithful in all that He does. We should share with our children and our grandchildren that God is good, God is merciful, and God is faithful. God's goodness, mercy, and faithfulness reveal much about Him. The more you contemplate His attributes, the more you can praise Him. You think about the character and nature of who God is. He is worthy of praise because of His nature, because of His character. In a time like we are living in today, we still have so much to praise God about. May God help us to always keep His praise on our lips and His name lifted up in our life. And I close with this last verse tonight. Jesus said in John 12, and verse number 32, And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. May God help us to praise the Lord, because He's good. His mercy endureth forever. His truth, God is exactly as this text says. So when we think of that, we can make a joyful noise unto the Lord. (laughs) We can come into His presence with singing. I found it interesting that of all the Psalms, this was the only Psalm with the title, a Psalm of Praise. Psalm 100 has been a place for me in these last almost 10 years now, that I can always go and be refreshed. I can always go and be reminded just how good God is and just how much He's worthy of our praise. This podcast has been a ministry of Colonial Hills Baptist Church, a church home for all people. If what you've heard has been an encouragement to you, please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. If you'd like to connect with Colonial or find more resources, you can find us online at colonialindy.org. You can also check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for joining us today, and we hope to see you next time on the Colonial Hills Podcast.